You're listening to the Action Figure Blues Podcast, episode number 361, brought to you by Apple Music, Audible, and ActionFigureBlues.com. I'm Scott, and with me tonight are... Ben. Adam. John. And Eddie. Tonight, it's time to look back at the year that was, as we look at our best and our worst in the 2019 Year in Review. Is this on? Hello? Do we? I just, does everything still working? Are you all here, guys? Hello. Yes, we are all yeah. here. Well, okay, hey. cool. Yay, we're back. We did it. It took a while. Mm. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> um, New phone, who dis? Yeah. <laughs> um, so, New thank podcast, you. New podcast, who <laughs> Thank you to people who said, hey, guys, are you on a break? Um, and, and we, we, we didn't mean to be, it just kind of, the life got us at the end of last year. We actually made, we did actually do a little bit of recording that hasn't made it up yet, but because we had a break and because this is the new year, we decided that we are going to start the year off with our 2019 year in review and then come back and we've got everybody here, which is awesome. A special note to John, of course, who we don't get to talk to as much and who has gotten up super duper early. What time is it where you are right now, John? Uh, 20 to 6 in the morning. That That's um, shit. <laughs> and Eddie, who we hadn't heard from being a, a thespi, thespian. A thespi, yep. were you? you were being an actor. Oh, no, a director. Cool. And choreographer. Awesome. and Really? Co- oh, that's right, yeah. yeah. I, d- I did a little bit of choreography on this. Very impressive. I'm back now. Yay. You'll hear Excellent. more about it in other episodes. Yeah, so we're going to save our normal banter and catch up for next time because obviously we do have a lot to get through tonight and also we did want to just make mention of the uh, bushfire crisis and tragedy that is currently happening in australia thanks for those people who reached out to ask those of us who live here if we are okay we are eddie i believe that all of of all of us, one that it got the closest. Yeah, I, I'm still extremely lucky. But on New Year's Day, it was uh, I had a fire that was less than a kilometer away from me in my house, uh, which uh, luckily was moving in the opposite direction um, from me. Uh, but I did have to spend New Year's Day hungover, watering out the front and the back to get everything wet, and also packing up in case we got the evacuation alert, which uh, thankfully never came. And uh, for the most part, my town made it through fairly unscathed. It was just some grassland that ended up um, burning up and through. But uh, other areas of um, Australia really haven't been as lucky. No, and Ben, you've been contending what for a little while was the world's worst um, air. Yeah, by a factor of 12, I think. I think when I looked at the list, Mumbai... India was something like 472 on the whatever index, and we had 5,200. So, oh, yes, and everybody, of course, has gone crazy and bought uh, air purifiers. So you can't get them anywhere. can't buy them online. There's basically none. So Wow. And, and masks and all that good stuff? Yeah. And it was crazy because I went down to the hardware store and I was um, – I was sort of kind of walking past the area where they have um, safety glasses, gloves, and, of course, the face masks. And 
you would see six or seven people all standing there looking at the the remnants of where all the face yeah. masks were and they're going, oh, oh, yeah, they've got none left. And it's like mm. people have been buying these things for three weeks now and, wow. and people were just kind of coming in. And, but it was like that everywhere. The supermarkets had no water. But what was really cool were um, a lot of the water that was being purchased wasn't um, panic buying. It was actually people buying to donate. Um, there were people collecting um, groceries and things like that to get down to the coast to help out the people that were affected, which was um, very awesome. Wow. Yeah, we managed to get to drive through a bit of the edge of it on the way home from our holiday, and uh, we were still distance away from anything serious, and it was pretty horrible. So the thought of being closer to it, I really can't imagine. Um, Adam, you've been contending with smoke as well, I believe? Yeah, we, we've had smoke come through badly a couple of times. We had it once from um, the Cudley Creek fire. So that's that's like a 15-minute drive from our place, but it's a long distance at least. Um, and then we had the Kangaroo Island fire, which is still going um, and has wiped out the vast majority of the island. Um, that has had smoke blow up and over um, in much the same way that, what was it, last week when uh, I think it was Auckland or Wellington in New Zealand um, we're having smoke and uh, breathing issues because of the fires in New South Wales and Victoria. So, so yeah, we it's a shit we, storm. It is. <laughs> and we all, of course, are, are very fortunate compared to a lot of people who have been you know, very, very affected with property and in some cases life um, and impact on animals, etc. Uh, it is going to take a long time to sort out. And if you have the means and you haven't done so already, um, the Australian Red Cross uh, would be a great uh, charity to donate to from overseas if you're not really familiar with the different organizations uh, here. And I think it is all going to be greatly. So thanks again to those who have reached out. And um, yeah, we we need to do some really serious thinking about how we live our lives different to um, try and reduces stuff from happening yes yes okay so that's a bummer and we are going to take a break we're going to come back and we are going to get started on a much happier topic as we go through our 2019 review if you like listening to podcasts, then there's a good chance you'd enjoy audiobooks as well. To make it easy for you, our sponsor, Audible, is offering our listeners a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial when you go to audibletrial.com forward slash afblues. A book I'd like to recommend is X heroes by author Peter Kleins. X heroes is the first book in a series about a group of superheroes trying to survive and protect what's left of humanity in the wake of a zombie apocalypse. It's a genre-bending story that has something for fans of comic books, superhero films, and the whole zombie phenomenon. To get your copy of X heroes for free and start your 30-day trial, or find another book to start your Audible journey, go to audibletrial.com forward slash afblues. Well, at the start of each year, before we get going on uh, talking about all of our new acquisitions, we like to talk about uh, an overview of not just what we collected, but what we saw um, and what was great and not great in the year that was. Obviously, um, as we go through these categories, it is subjective because we have different collecting interests, etc. And so your mileage, I'm sure, might vary. We did put out a call both to our Facebook 
community and to our social media for people to contribute their own ideas. And we have some of those tonight that we'll try and mention as we go along. We have a number of different and in each category. Each of your hosts has had the opportunity to nominate a runner-up and a winner. We don't all have two in each category, but we will um, just start and go through. And if you would like to follow along at home, if you go to our blog at actionfigureblues.com, the post that will accompany all of the links for this episode will have our lists in it and where we've been able to link to um, uh, uh, photos, etc., of that particular item. We will include that as well, just so that you can see. So, um, if you want to do that, then press pause now and go and uh, get your computer and get the blog or phone. What am I talking about? It and uh, follow along. Okay. The uh, first category is something that we actually decided to split into two from previous years. So when we talk about our best small scale figure, um, normally the, the six inch or um, one twelfth scale, obviously there has been a lot of growth in that area over the last few years in terms of some of the higher end companies starting to produce at that scale. And so it's not for, for people who collect across those is not necessarily a fair race. Uh, so we've decided this year to split that into two categories. So we now have best small scale figure uh, under $100 retail, and then best small scale figure over $100 retail. And I believe that we all have a runner ups and winners for this category. So Ben, let's start with your runner up for best small scale figures. Certainly. Thank you, Scotty. But I just want to quickly preface that all of my answers go along the lines of, hmm, what's the best item in this category? Oh, hands down, it's got to be the what do you mean that came out in November 2018? <laughs> and that happened with, I, I couldn't believe how many. I just went, that really came out that long ago. Oh, okay, wow. I'm going to have to really think about this. So <laughs> um, uh, no surprises for me in this category. Uh, I gave the runner-up to the uh, Hasbro Marvel Legends Silver Samurai. Oh, very good. Yes. Retro Wave. Oh. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. I thought Hasbro had given up on sort of um, highly tooled figures like this. I thought all the money was going to the movie figures, and uh, you know, there's not a lot of reuse going on there. So I just really didn't think we'd see figures like this from Hasbro anymore. So, yep, really, really thrilled to get this one. And Ben and I actually did record a review of that retro wave of Marvel Legends that we will uh, will be in one of the next shows as we pick up on some of the things that we recorded and <laughs> didn't post in 2019. Um, but yeah, that that is absolutely an amazing figure, so a very very good choice, uh, Mr. Adam. What about your good self for a runner up? I went with the uh, Super Saiyan God, Super Saiyan Vegeta, um, the Broly movie version. Uh, from SH Figure Arts. Um, I just thought it was a, a good figure. I didn't really fancy the original Super Saiyan God, Super Saiyan Vegeta that much, so this was um, welcome to see it revisited. Yeah, very good. <laughs> this episode is going to be a record for saying Super Saiyan, isn't it? Like, it's just... No, no, it's not. Um, <laughs> I, only, I only say it one more time. <laughs> I, don't, I don't believe you. They're all the same anyway. <sighs> It's all, you know, but anyway, that's... Yeah, yeah, that's it's, all, it's your conspiracy, yeah. Conspiracy theory, absolutely. <laughs> Mr. John, what about your good self? I am going to go a little out of the box, and I'm going to say the 13th Doctor pop with the goggles, the one where she's making oh. a new uh, 
side because oh, cool. I, I really I really just like the way they did the goggles. Um, they're actually clear, and you can see the little Popeyes behind them. Not Popeye, but Popeyes, you know. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I just oh, I think good, they good, did good. a good job. And they, they really capture. I mean, you look at it and you can tell it's her. So I, I really like that one. It's good awesome. choice. Sweet. I, I love the 13. And young Eddie, last but certainly not least. So my runner-up is fitting in with Ben's category of something I have reviewed, but I don't think it's actually made it onto an episode yet. And that is the Overwatch Ultimate Reinhardt figure. Uh, that is a huge, massive behemoth of sort of a robot knight with a force field that's even twice the size uh, of the figure. <laughs> and the packaging that it comes with uh, is absolutely huge. And he was uh, very low cost and uh, now he, he seems to have sat around a bit, so you can even pick him up for about $35, uh, Australian Ooh. on Amazon or, uh, that, and I do highly recommend it if you just want a really cool, massive oversized figure to use as a mandroid or all sorts of things. You don't need to have played the game. It's just a fun figure to pick up and play with. Sweet. Amazing. And of course you're not last cause I haven't said my runner up yet. Mm, <laughs> just yeah, making sure everyone was paying attention. Uh, my runner up is also a Marvel legends and it is the 80th anniversary Thor, uh, figure. Oh, I just think that is amazing. I suspect it could be some people's next mention. Um, but <laughs> it, yeah, but it, but it is, uh, it is my runner up. It is just a brilliant figure. And uh, I will, um, wax lyrical about it another time if no one else does next. Um, and on that note, Ben, uh, you're a winner in this category. Well, not surprising. The Hasbro Marvel Legends 80th anniversary Thor figure. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, no, I love it. I, I absolutely love it. Um, I've always been a fan of most of um, Alex Ross's designs. And poor old Thor. I've had the, uh, was it Wave Wave 2 um, Thor on my shelf forever. Uh, and I just, I, I love the Kirby design. So I've never really bothered to update the figure to one of the newer costumes. Um, and so, you know, I've been waiting and waiting and waiting for an updated Thor. And, uh, and the old one's looking pretty kind of, well, very dated now. So when this one came along, it just exceeded my expectations. Like the scaling is great and, you know, what I'm like with my scales. And I had to choose between this and the Captain America, but um, Thor's just so pretty. <laughs> with his blonde locks and That's all that. Right. Yeah. It is. It's just, it's just amazing. Uh, Mr. Adam. I went with, um, unsurprisingly, another figure arts figure. And this time I went for the Master Roshi figure from Dragon Ball. Um, I just thought this was a good, fun figure. It's probably my favourite of the um, original Dragon Ball, rather than Dragon Ball Z or Dragon Ball Super figures so far. Um, yeah, it was just really good. Yeah. Very good. Yeah. Great thing. And John? I'm going to go with the Mego Star Trek Khan from Wrath of Khan. Um, just really, really mm. nice, nice looking Mego figure. Um, you know, captures that vintage look, but still, uh, still looks like enough like him that, you know, if you see him on a shelf, you'll know who he is. So yeah, I went with Khan. Excellent. Eddie? My choice, uh, for best figure of the year is a Marvel Legends and it is the Thanos wave modern Hercules. Uh, I don't know. Oh. <laughs> 
What? I, I can't really sum it up 100% other than this guy came out very early in the year and he's uh, sat pretty forward on my Marvel Legends shelf. And every time I see him, he's just made me smile. I just love the design of him. I love the texturing on the pants. I love his sort of weathered weapons that he comes with and just the smirk that he's got just captures the character and I just really love um, both this version of the character and the way that they've adapted him uh, to plastic. And I don't know if that bar has been hit for me quite the same throughout all the years of hundreds of Marvel Legends coming out and some really great ones like uh, Ben's choice of uh, Adia Thor is a damn good choice. But something about this guy has just captured my heart. That's very, very cool. Well, my winner is not a Marvel Legends. It is a Marvel figure, but it is from Mafex, and that is the number 75 comic Spider-Man. Mm. Oh, yeah. Yes, yeah. which if we're going, I'm going on the US dollar scale here for under 100. You know, who needs another Spider-Man figure? There are a jillion of them, but the articulation on this is amazing. And the in uh, the decision between the Revoltec figures and Mefex figures, while I have enjoyed some of the Revoltec, you know, amazing Yamaguchi figures, Mefex has definitely won me over because we're getting just that amazing articulation without the weird, exaggerated um, joint stuff that kind of bothers me. Yeah. Revoltec side, and yep. this one in particular, just the articulation just allows a lot of those. Spidey poses that you want to do but can't do with with a normal figure, and so I I, I just think it's um, fantastic. Uh, it comes with a, a great unmasked Peter Parker head, as well as lots of cool accessories and webs and a base, and and it is quali- quality wise just outstanding and it's something i didn't get a chance to review this year but i kind of judge things often by after i open them how long they sit on my desk because i i work from home and so i you know sit here during the day working and having net me fiddling with toys and some get packed up right away and some just stay and excellent yes yeah, so we did our, our we did our first category Woo! excellent so we as i mentioned before we've separated this category now into under 100, over 100 at retail. So we're going to go around again for those that have uh, runner-ups in the small-scale 6-inch or under over $100, starting with Eddie. So, Eddie, your runner-up in this category. My runner-up is the 1,000th Toys Hellboy figure. Uh, that, uh, to be honest, my mind's blanking. I know we've reviewed it on the show. I actually can't remember if I was on that episode. You were? Uh, oh, oh I, I, was. I think so. You and I did it together. You did? Yes, that, that's what yes. I was thinking. But for some reason yes. I had in my mind that I had internet trouble and you ended up reviewing it by yourself um, that oh. night. But that's good. Um, I'm sure if I did review it on this show that I was very <laughs> glowing and loving of it. And what a fantastic uh, figure it was and um, how much it impressed me more in hand than the original images uh, had led me to believe. So really fantastic figure. Uh, if you do get a chance uh, and have the means, I do recommend it. Outstanding. I I struggled to not include 
that Hellboy in mind um, because it is brilliant. But being a, a big Mezco fan, I had to um, I had to give both of the mine um, there. And my runner up uh, is the Cyclops uh, Mezco, um, which again is another another one that uh, I do have a review of that will come out later. Mm. Uh, the the leather jacket goodness alone deserves a prize because <laughs> you know having the the hand sewn um, actually able to zip up uh, jacket at that scale is just amazing. But then the optic effects, the swap out heads, the way that they're able to just achieve that level of articulation with the fabric costumes is pretty amazing. And so he was my runner up. And John, you have a winner in this category. Yes. My winner is the Sovereign Knight Batman from Mezco, because that one is the one that you reviewed, I believe, this year, right? Mm, correct. Mm. And um, when you reviewed it, I really regretted not pre-ordering the <laughs> blue and gray version. Um, so that actually would be my my winner is the blue and gray uh, Sovereign Knight, um, just because that was a uh, that the. the but the the FOMO didn't get me good enough. I should I should have pre-ordered that one. So funny, so funny. Uh, Eddie, winner. My winner, and it just ekes into the over a hundred dollar uh, category, is the Mafex John Wick Two action oh. figure. I reviewed the first film John Wick uh, on the show, and really they're they're very similar figures, but John Wick Two. Uh, is just as awesome as that first one I reviewed and loved. Uh, but this one uh, comes with a dog and comes with some slightly better weapon accessories. Uh, mm-hmm. But really, it's, it's if you want John Wick in a black shirt or if you want John Wick in a white shirt, uh, you can choose between the two. But either way, you're going to have a fantastic figure that is arguably the most fun figure to pose around with any other figure on your toy <laughs> shelf and just have John Wick beating up He-Man <laughs> Or John Wick beating up Darkseid or John Wick beating up Harry Potter. It doesn't matter. You're going to have fun uh, posing this guy. That's hilarious. <laughs> Sweet. So cool. <laughs> uh, well, my winner in this uh, category is also the Mesco 112 Sovereign Knight Batman. Um, that That is just a brilliant figure. It is the one that has stayed on my desk the longest. Um, and, it, again, I think a bit like my... Mafex Spider-Man, when you have a Batman figure that you just you know can't stop playing with, and there's a lot right to 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 choose from, um, but what again what what's been achieved here, I, I think, um, what they've done with uh, the cape and the ability to kind of articulate the cape as well, um, I love it is outstanding, and so that was also uh, my. And I guess my pick inspired John's pick. Okay, our next category is Best Builder Figure or Collect and Connect, depending on your denomination. And Ben, your runner-up in this category. Thank you, Scotty. As anybody probably knows, I am a sucker for an army builder and even more so for a uh, builder figure. Um, army builder. So I gave mine to the Marvel Legends Cree Sentry. And how many centuries do you have now? In various states of assemblage, oh, only about seven-ish, five complete and two missing various appendages. I've been, I've had the promise of head for so long. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I, I, yeah. Well, nope, you know. not touching it. 
the last time um, it ended in a restraining order, so I'm trying to be um, <laughs> you know, careful and do it from a distance. But now I do owe you a Cree Sentry build a figure head part, and oh. I will. Yes. Oh, no. <laughs> Got to change the wording is, in the contract now. This is where we went wrong. Yes. Um. And uh, Eddie, <laughs> what could possibly go wrong? What's your runner-up in this category? Uh, my runner-up isn't a builder figure, but it's a collect and connect, and it is the main man, Lobo, himself, uh, as part of the DC multiverse wave. Uh, I missed out on the original DC Classics version, so this was a much more affordable way uh, to get Lobo. And he's a really good figure. He's based off the Masters of the Universe classic buck, uh, which is a buck. I really like, and he's a great addition to my DC shelf. So uh, he cool. stole it uh, from Marvel Legends. Yeah. Well done. Um, well, my runner-up is also a collect and connect. I, I have to say that I compared to previous years where there were some really amazing uh, Marvel Legends builder figures to choose from, Sauron, etc. This year it was a, a bit more of a... Um, one figure race. And so I actually gave my runner up to the DC Multiverse Collection Connect Killer Croc. Um, because I j- oh, just, yeah. yeah, I thought that was actually, you know, the, the kind of net. Now, wait, does Ben think that Killer Croc should be that big or no? Oh, uh, look, I actually think they've been doing some great stuff like Clayface, Killer Croc. <laughs> um, I think King Shark is, is phenomenal. So yeah. no, no, yep. more, more yep. than happy. I don't have yep. one yet, but um, no. yeah, well, he I mean, was amazing. I haven't been. I I kind of you know stopped collecting that, but there were just a number of figures like Katana, etc., in that wave that I actually did want, and so that's how I ended up then thinking, oh well, I might yeah. as well just grab this, and then was like, oh, these are. I mean, you know, it's it it's as far as um the the Mattel um DC multiverse line, rest in peace. Um, that y- it was a very kind of classic build a figure in that sense where you could kind of see some of the reuse and parts and things, but it just worked for me. And I thought it was great. And, yeah. and I enjoyed it a lot more than most of my Marvel. So yep. that's me mm. runner up. Well, we are talking off there and I do have to agree with you, Scotty, as much as I've enjoyed Marvel legends, it's been a weak year for the builder figures side of things. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, uh, okay. So what's going to happen now? Uh, we could have a clean sleep here. I have a feeling um, winner, Ben, Squeaking into 2019 in early January, uh, very easy for me. Marvel Legends, Kingpin. Amazing. Eddie? Uh, uh, my winner uh, is one that just squeaked into 2019, and I just had my notification on my Facebook memories the other day of posting pictures of getting the box in, and it is the Marvel Legends Kingpin figure. Uh, it set the bar... <laughs> <laughs> really high early on and uh, kept it there throughout the year. So he is the kingpin when it comes to these figures. Cool. Well, I'll, my, I'll save the, the build-up again and say that's mine as well. <laughs> it, 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 it was mine as well. Oh, it was John's as well. Oh, John. Yeah. Yeah, I skipped you. I, I, I'm trying to follow the guide that I asked. So clean sweep, really just an amazing thing of gross big guy beauty. 
And our next category is best miscellaneous item. So this could be uh, something that isn't quite a figure, but is something in the collectible world. I'm pretty sure that we had Spider-Man on a toilet in this category in one year. <laughs> I, I, I suspect that we could still have some toilet-related things. We'll find out. But first of all, Ben, you're a runner-up miscellaneous item. I kind of cheated a bit here, I have to say, and this was inspired by Scotty always talking about the toys that are on his desk that he constantly finds himself kind of playing with, um, and I, I wanted to get him in here somewhere, and that is the SH Figure Arts Boo figures. Um, I've actually got um, Fat Boo and Evil Boo uh, sitting on my desk, and I find myself constantly playing with them. Um, I just think they're, they're fantastic, and uh, even my... Uh, kids come in and you know change them all around and it's um, so fun yeah they're just great figures they look great together i think um bundai did a a fantastic job with them so i had to sneak them in so they're miscellaneous i'll allow it i'll allow it thank you thank you very much uh no worries and john what is your first foray into the world of miscellanea mine is actually a figure but i i i kind of put it here because it's kind of clever what they did and that is the alfred from dc with with all those extra heads where, oh, you, yeah. where you could swap oh, it yes. where you could swap him out um I, I really think that was was cool and uh and deserves a mention i mean i i don't think everybody's running out to get an alfred figure but i thought he deserves a mention no that i think that that fits well here because it's something a little bit extra <clears throat> very good and eddie what about your runner-up my runner-up for miscellaneous items, I went with the theme of San Diego Comic-Con box sets because it is uh, something that I do quite love. And my runner-up went to the Power Rangers Lightning Collection Jason set with his uh, Red Ranger costume and his uh, Black Ranger costume from Zeo. Mm. Cool. Sweet. I went for a three-and-three-quarter figure for my miscellaneous item and it it is actually a dc injustice 2 flash figure from Haya toys that they are yeah so they Haya is producing a three and three quarter line of the dc um, character designs from uh, the injustice 2 video game I am terrible at video games. I do have some comic ones that I enjoy just for the designs, and my eldest enjoys beating me terribly at them and showing (laughs) no mercy at all. And uh, the Injustice um, games are really my favorites. And so this is quite fun. Um, He comes with a bunch of accessories and a really cool base as well and very decent articulation. So uh, there's only only a few that are out so far, and I actually have only picked up the Flash because I just thought it was the the coolest uh but higher choice well done and i really liked it and ben your winner in the miscellaneous category yeah i snuck this one in because it is a regular retail release of an exclusive but i gave it to necker for their street scene diorama which which they kind of genericized for um yeah for for everyday figure use which is the sort of the, the three level um street scene and uh, yeah it's it's fantastic awesome and john your miscellaneous winner i am going with kind of a figure because i'm going with the blind bagged lego uh, mom which i call her mom because she looks like my mom it's the little retiree lady that came with the flamingo <laughs> um uh she i i actually um 
gave my mom one for Christmas. So, um, you know, that I got to I got to give credit there that they actually captured my mom perfectly in Lego. Mm. <laughs> wow. That's great. Does she know that? Yeah, she knows why I gave it to her. So, and I gave it to her as a blind bag because I, you know, I I was able to discern that was one. So she got it. Oh, that is so it. cool. That's so cool. Love it. Yeah. And what about uh, my winner goes to the San Diego Comic Con DC Multiverse Strange Lives of Batman box set, which was just a massive box set of really random Silver Age Batman, such as Zebra Batman, Rainbow Batman, <laughs> Negative Batman. And the thing that I really liked and was just wacky with it is uh, the uh, bottom of the cow where you've got his uh, human face area that kind of appears. That's actually removable on all the Batman, and you can swap it around on the the different ones. So you could give Rainbow Batman, the negative Batman under cow, and then he came with all these different random accessories such as a robot jaw or a batman with a massive long thousand year old man beard or uh just weird wacky different pieces like this and you could make a thousand different (laughs) silver age batmans uh out of all the weird random pieces that he came with so it's not a set that everyone's uh gonna love i saw a lot of people hate on this set just because it wasn't any new characters or things like that they could put on and not necessarily the most exciting Batman. Uh, but as someone who used to just pour over a 50 years of Batman book of all just the different color covers, uh, I've, I've got a weird love for Silver Age Batman and all the zaniness that used to go on. So uh, that this really uh, touched a nostalgia spot for me. That is very cool. And we had some uh, listener submissions for this, and Derek WC actually nominated this as his item of the year. So, very, very cool. Yeah, there you go. The And I have to say that before I, I saw that from him, I had obviously just completely missed that this was even a thing. So, um, I and it, because it, it looks so wacky, I was like, oh, is this a custom? Like, because I saw the, you know, um, Batman with the beard. And then it was only when I saw the link to it, I was like, oh, this is an actual thing. Good grief. <laughs> yeah. And it, it's a beautiful box with like embossing and um, the die cuts and uh, sort of similar to the Aquaman box set they did last year where it has like the plastic sheet, but with um, colored writing and that over the top. So it looks like it's got all the comic book word bursts, but then you can lift it up and it's just a beautiful artwork underneath and just. Really wonderful packing job. Very, very cool. My winner in this area is a PVC uh, statue set, and it is the DC Collectibles Artist Alley Christy Zullo um, set of four that is Wonder Woman, Hot Girl, Supergirl, and Batgirl. Um, super fun. Uh, you know, a, a really nice, like, you know, they're bigger than your kind of pop vinyls. Um, Batgirl's got the her bat cycle hot girl has got a little base. So she's a bit higher than the others. And it is really good fun that I greatly enjoy. The packaging on them is actually fantastic as well. So even if you didn't want to take them out, window boxes with little folding covers, um, 
really, really, really nicely done and great to see female creators being represented in mm. the designs in that space. So super, super awesome. All right. We are now on to the, uh, a bit of a broad category because it can cover a number of things. Best large scale figure or a vehicle or a play set. So this could be come from a number of different places. And Ben, where did you start with your runner up in this category? Yeah, this was a fun one. I gave it to the uh, Hasbro Marvel Legends Professor X box set. With hover chair. With hover chair, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Fun stuff. Um, a figure that's needed updating for quite some time, and I think they really did it justice. Absolutely. Uh, and then we go to Adam, your runner-up in this category. Figure out the Saiyan version. It's the last time I'm saying it for the episode. Um, so from the Broly movie from, when was that, 2018, 2019? 2019, I think. Um as much as I am not a huge fan of the bath mat around the waist uh, look, um, I think this is still a really good figure and it's it's good fun and it's always great to have um, one of the oversized characters from Dragon Ball. Anything get done in scale, um, it would be far too easy to do a cop out and just go, oh, we'll do a version of him from, you know, when he looks a bit smaller or whatever else. Um, so, yeah, that's cool. And Eddie? So, my uh, figure, vehicle, or playset, I went with runner the Transform. Yep, yeah, the runner up. Yep. Uh, the Transformers Siege Ultra Magnus, that's just a uh, huge figure and mm. really captures that uh, classic 80s toy of uh, everyone's favorite truck that's not Optimus Prime. <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. Good to get some Transformers love in here as well. It's great. Uh, my runner-up was also the Marvel Legends Professor X with hover chair. Uh, super fun. Great way to Sweet. yeah do that. And and I, I, at one stage there was talk that it could be the hover chair could be a, a builder figure of some sort. And I think they did the right thing yeah. doing yep. the yep. this is a box set. So either you want it or you don't. And it, it is really cool. And I think they were probably able to do a better job of the hover chair by not having to turn it into a, a multi-piece just a two-piece yes. thing so great fun and as ben said and back to the winners in the large-scale figure vehicle playset um category ben your winner i gave mine to the four horsemen mythic legions kurzog figure so uh, for those aren't that aren't familiar, uh, the Horsemen did a really great thing where they took their very, very nicely done buck um, for their regular Mythic Legions figures and scaled it up. And so they went from that kind of six-inch scale figure to a nine-inch figure. And uh, Kurzog is an ogre. And, uh, yeah, they it, unlike the troll figure, which I, I reviewed some time ago, um, and I, from memory, really, I trashed it pretty bad because um, <laughs> it's not a particularly good figure. Um, this one sits in between. So you've kind of got um, your orcs, your ogres, your trolls in, in that particular family. Um, and, and they managed to sort of produce a, a, a quality nine-inch figure, preserved all the articulation. Uh, I just I, I hope other companies start looking at doing things like this because uh, it worked really, really well. Mm. So, yeah. Very. And Adam, you're a winner in this category. I went for something Ben has talked about as part of a, a couple. Uh, I went for Fat Boo um, from SH Figure Arts. I really liked this. I thought it was done well, um, had, you know, Great articulation for a figure of its size. Um, that's not a fat joke. Uh, and, you know, <laughs> like the pack-in chocolate, I thought was fantastic. 
Um, and for those that did get Evil Boo as well, you got the extra head um, yeah. that came with that as well. So yeah. I, yeah. I just found it a great figure. Yeah, the engineering that went into that figure, considering his proportions, uh, was very clever. They they did yeah, a really good job considering yeah. his yeah. proportions. Man, yeah, <laughs> uh, you know, pretty fly for a fat guy. That's what you're saying. Okay, the <clears throat> or a fat whatever he is. Um, very good. And John, your winner in this category. I have to say it was probably the Jabba's Palace for the Star Wars three and three third order figures. Um, they did that play set and it, it's got the Han and Carbonite in it and the little alcove and stuff. Um, just, I think we need more of those like diorama pieces out there, especially for three and three quarter figures. And, uh, that one they did a good job with. So I was really impressed. It, mm. I mean, for me to, for, for me to want to go buy a Star Wars item and I haven't yet, but I've been, been watching it and I've been tempted numerous times just lack of space really is the only thing keeping me from getting it so yeah no I, I understand speaking of Star Wars I think the sail barge came up a few times in picks for Indeed. this area um, I, I for one need another room to in my house to <laughs> have that but fair <laughs> Uh, but but a, f- a fair choice. Um, obviously, we're, we're mainly talking from kind of what we have either seen or collected, so your mileage may vary. Eddie, your winner in this category. Uh, I went with the Xavier ho- hover chair for okay. uh, my one, which we've covered fairly well. Very good. And I went with the Batman animated series DC Collectibles Batman and Bat Cycle. That it, you know, it's a smaller vehicle, but it was super fun. I did review that in last year with light up features etc and uh, and a really cool um different way of a posable cape that i wish that more people would do you know not the big draping fabric capes of the mezco like my my sovereign knight um but just using i like some sort of stiffer either metal or you know kind of hard fabric tabs on the side to give be able to give the cape that flying um appearance love it Definitely have not put it away, and that, along with one other thing I'm going to mention tonight, have actually inspired me to actually get my Batman animated stuff into my display <laughs> somehow, because they're just too cool. So, very, Excellent. very cool. Yeah. Excellent. Excellent. So, that's that's miscellaneous. I covered everybody, yes? Yeah. yeah. Sweet. Okay. Uh, oh, not miscellaneous. Hello. <laughs> that's a large-scale figure. Man, I need like a um, someone sitting next to me just keeping me on track. And I have not had anything to drink tonight. I'm just telling you people. Um, <laughs> now we're going right up to the best high-end items. So this could be like anything that is you know in the, the bigger bucks category. And to start with, Mr. Ben, your runner-up. Yes, indeed. Thank you, Scotty. Uh, if you frequent any of the Facebook action figure groups that I haven't been banned from, uh, you will have heard me <laughs> crow on um, many times about how um, I think Hasbro need to finish uh, set, uh, finish teams. So this was um, – <laughs> stop laughing at me. Well, uh, just, this was an easy Sorry, I'm so sorry to interrupt, but, but do I remember <laughs> that you just recently got banned from something else that wasn't even a com- – was, was not a com- – uh, for- I may have offended the people at Uber Eats, yes. Oh, yeah. yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> Thank you for the nice segue there. <laughs> I mean, I, this, this is actually a story that we need to hear at another point because having had to complain about an Uber Eats thing several times, the the notion of doing it in a way that gets you banned, I really don't understand. But we'll we'll save that. We'll put, we'll put a pin in that. <laughs> Sorry, carry on, carry on. Uh, all right, yes, yes, indeed. So, dun, 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 best high end item runner up for those that have already forgotten where we were. Uh, this was an easy one for me. And it was the Alpha Flight box set, Marvel Legends. Um, oh, I good. think it, it delivered everything I wanted. Um, it's it's amazing. You know, it really it, it, it leaves us with uh, a couple of figures that um, that I could uh, still crow on about. But really, um, yeah, love it. Awesome, definitely so one that we should it, chat about. Saying it delivered everything you wanted, unlike Uber Eats. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> But let me give a shout out to Deliveroo and uh, Menulog who still deliver to my house. Um, the Action Figure Blues podcast would happily accept sponsorship from Uber Eats. So, like, please don't hold that, Ben, against us. Oh, man, tell you what, keeping tabs on you guys. So it's just Ben and I in this category because we're the high-end uh, collectors. And I am going to veer into statue territory now. And my uh, runner-up is the DC Collectibles Batman Black and White uh, Mark Silvestri Batman on Throne. It is oh, uh, yeah. really cool. The cape on this is just amazing. Um, yeah. the, the Batman black and white line just continues to deliver. And the the I just recently had to take apart my display and redo it for a number of reasons. And I've been putting my Batman black and whites back and just really enjoying the depth of that line. And, you know, you would think, oh, how many different Batman you know statues could you enjoy? But they are awesome. And to still be getting some things that make you go, wow in that line is cool and that is one of them the sculpting and of course the original design are amazing so he was my runner-up and ben your winner nice, in best nice. high-end item yeah uh if you recall uh, i said that in 2018 i didn't get a single quarter scale statue so i kind of made up for that a little bit this year <laughs> i think i picked up five <laughs> I think um, five and 20 19, uh, and uh, they were all uh, absolutely outstanding, but I gave the winner's award to the Sideshow Collectibles Green Arrow premium format statue. Another item that there is a review coming up shortly. Yes, indeed. Yes, and it is amazing. Really, really good. Um, I I am obviously also a big Sideshow premium format fan, but when I looked at my different, you know, acquisitions and i didn't actually get a lot of premium formats this year because not a lot of dc i only collect the dc ones and not a lot came out um that i particularly uh wanted and so i actually um chose one of the uh dc collectibles bombshells as my winner here um it's when, when you get a lot of a good thing it can be hard to actually stop and really appreciate them for their individual merits um but one which i didn't get a chance to talk on on the show about on the show this year, which I just think is amazing, is the Bombshells Big Barda statue. Um, that, yeah, yeah. Yeah, she, yeah, she that they've taken the kind of roller derby concept. And uh, th- so you've got movement. It's a, a larger piece. Um, the paint on it is amazing. That just the, the way that you would be, if you know Big Barda at all, you'd be in no doubt that that's her, even though she's a bit different. The, the one that almost pipped it for me, I have to say, was the, the Mary 
they call it they called it the Mary Shazam statue, which is just maddening. <laughs> but anyway, the like the, the Mary Marvel, which came out at the end of 2019 as a like a drum majorette, that also is actually spectacular. But the Big Brother, I just love it. And again, having to take apart my display, put stuff back together, you kind of get to look at everything again. And so I just kind of based I the Green Arrow is amazing. Um it you know I did have a couple of issues with it, which when you hear the um, review you'll you'll hear and this was just the one that really just faultlessly made me smile and so i gave that uh, mm, to mm. her so well done mm, dc collectibles cool. yeah very good hmm. okay now we get to the used to be a regular feature on the show and then uh we didn't want to have to try and make up something negative every week so we only use it now when necessary but the next category is the biggest red card and this the, when we talk about a red card we're talking about something that is either just a big fail it was badly done it was a bad move by a company etc and ben your runner up for biggest red card of 2019 yeah it's probably not surprising for those people that know me that uh, i was overwhelmed with options for this mm-hmm. but um the first one that actually came to mind was the marvel legends captain marvel wave which i thought was just a train wreck um in terms of the figure selection other than uh, the gray gargoyle um but i i ended up giving this one to the geek tiki's um <laughs> I, I, I don't i don't get it i, I don't get it i re- i just i i've yet to see one i mean oh actually no i think john or maybe it was hyperion posted one that was tolerable but uh no. look, i see these in my my local pop culture store all the time and i i, I don't get it they're ugly yeah anyway that's me <laughs> they're you mean ugly awesome yeah, yeah, <laughs> uh, see, one man's you know red card is another man's winner. It's all. Let's not, let's not get back to Yoda plush. Oh my dear! Okay, <laughs> With the R two D two drink tray that was. Um, okay, so next in this category, uh, Adam, your runner up for red card of the year. Uh, I kind of avoided slapping any particular company, but um, I'm just getting to the point where uh, pre-orders that go up and sell out in an hour um exclusives tied to chains that don't distribute yeah. widely yeah. um anything where it's a this is a cut a exclusive for a particular country and you know five months later uh after everyone's paid to get it as the exclusive from that country it comes out again for everyone as a major yeah. release um it, it's just become stupid and ridiculous it's made it impossible to do online figure collecting as well as from Australia do in-store figure collecting. Um, it, it's just too much, and it's become out of control. But that's just my view, so feel free to at me. <laughs> I get it. I definitely get it. And, Eddie, your, your runner-up. My runner-up has just been uh, companies using the DC license. Uh, It's been really hit and miss. Like DC Multiverse managed to get some good stuff out there just as the line's dying. Uh, DC Collectibles, once again, like some okay stuff, but we're just kind of getting the same figures in the same outfits in different scale uh going on so when it comes to base figures uh there hasn't been a whole lot to super look forward to going uh forward with dc this year but uh hopefully 
2020, um, we, we'll start to change some things there. Yep. Mm. <laughs> I get it. I get it for sure. <laughs> My, mine is kind of on similar lines my runner-up. Um, I've been a bit more specific, and my runner-up is C Collectibles, just their continued um, ADD in starting and then not continuing lines. Yeah. All right, so those are our runner-ups. So now we go to winner of the biggest red card for 2019. And Ben, I'm sure you have something else. To- uh, not Uber Eats, though, because we, you know, they could still sponsor. <laughs> I'm out of here. Um, <laughs> I... <laughs> I'm not a huge fan of stylized figures at the best of times. Like, I think if it if it suits the character, uh, I'm all for it. So the one that got me this year and continues to get me when you've got a bunch of people sitting around a table going, yeah, great idea. Uh, and that is that basically anything that uses the equivalent of the old Masters of the Universe bucks. Oh. So the, the Heroic Age, those dodgy-looking yeah. wrestler ones. I just go, what, have we just run out of ideas? Is there, is there nothing else left to do? Like, this is where we're at. So, yeah, no thanks. That, I, th- I think that um, it would be uh, a divisive opinion because certainly there, there's been a lot of popularity of those. I mean, I'm with you. I don't get it. It's like why when when we have so many great – new ways of doing things do we want stuff done in an old way that isn't as good <laughs> like um, yeah but yeah. i do get the nostalgia i do i get the nostalgia mm. for darn uh and adam your red card i kind of went uh similar lines to yourself and eddie but it made it uh, for your runner-up but made it a bit, a bit wider which is just the general relaunching rebranding coming out with a new line or a new scale or whatever else it is but it's always with the same old characters in more or less the same order. And how many more times <laughs> are we going to buy the same effing characters over and over and over again? Like, it's just, it's tedium, ad nauseum. Anyway. Fair enough. Right. It, it, it is, a, I mean, we know that certain characters sell, but it is, a, in, and I've got to say this about the, what, the new DC multiverse line from McFarlane as well. Like, I mean, of course, when you start off a DC line, you're going to do Batman and Superman. Like it's a, but it's, you know, that, that whole thing of, of we say we, we really understand collectors and then, but we'll just keep over and over. Yeah. And the other thing, the other thing I guess is if you take us just to go on a slightly longer rant, if you take the slightly wider view of, you go into Marvel Legends, and I'm sure they did the classics wave to re-release something. But the easier thing is just make more of the first figure. Just don't, oh, okay, it's wave one from whatever year, but we're just going to keep rolling that wave forever because it was a good popular wave. Like, it's got all the characters that anyone wants. You make that in Essentials, and that, that just gets refreshed every year or two of the same character figures get re-released as the Essentials, and that, that one just doesn't go out. Mm. Anyway. Yes. All right, John. Your, your red card of the year. Mine is from the uh, Shazam line, and it was the fact that the, the basic Shazam, or Captain Marvel, or what it, Chuck, or whatever his name was, um, he looked like Christian Slater. Um, <laughs> and and, and I, I don't understand how you have a main character in a film and you, you mess up a head sculpt that bad. I just don't. That one that one stuck with me all year. <laughs> I love it. I have to go back and <laughs> Eddie, your red card of the year. 
Uh, my red card, sort of similar to Adam's runner-up, is just uh, the geek shopping experience in Australia this year. It just being fairly unreliable. There's most things that come out, I sort of not a hundred percent sure where I'm going to get them from, who's going to have them at the you know yeah. kind of best price, uh, who's going to get them when. There can be months difference between. Uh, one retailer getting things and another retailer getting things. And it's just really put me in, uh, not in hard, hard spots. Like this is really first world problems. Like where am I going to spend my expendable income? Um, but it it can be hard to make a choice of like, do I want to buy this now here for X amount of dollars or is it going to be six months time clogging pegs at this retail chain or are we going to even see this in Australia? And if I don't grab this IG 11 now, am I paying a fortune for him on the secondary market? And, um, you know, it's an exclusive in the States, but that doesn't mean that we won't get it here, but means that we might not get it here. And, uh, it's just, uh, hard without sort of a, a, a reliable, uh, couple of options to go to. Yep. Mm. Yep. I concur. Mm-hmm. I, if you go back to our earlier episodes, there was uh, one particular company that featured heavily in our early mm. red cards, um, and that was Mattel. And we kind of, you know, on one level stopped um, mentioning how badly they were handling the DC license because it was like shooting fish in a barrel. Um, but with the the final. De- end of uh, Mattel's ownership of the DC license. I feel like not only do they deserve my red card, but I feel like we need to rename the red card like the Maddie Collector Memorial Red Card Award, um, <laughs> or something. Because you know, in, in the um, you know the scheme of stuff ups, um, yeah, you know, M- Mattel obviously is has just been in a a bit of a spiral. For a while, you know, they lost the Disney Princess line uh, license to Hasbro, which is at, for for no other reason than they they couldn't actually work with Disney to keep them happy and produce things that they liked, like which is just bonkers. And again, you know, the the DC license obviously is a more difficult. Uh, license than the Marvel license at the moment, simply because of media properties, etc. Um, but it is, and you know, as we mentioned earlier, to see the rhythm that they got back to at the end with the last few waves with multiverse, you know, they they, they knew how to do it. They really just lost it, yeah, at some point in the middle there and lost the the market and obviously the the confidence there, and so. It is a, a real um, shame, particularly because when kind of see a return to that, you know, people have uh, invested a lot in that line, and yeah. I'm yeah. I'm really keen to see how the new multiverse figures scale with them, and you know what what that means. You know, good on good on McFarlane for the the push that they're they're making. And I wish them absolutely every success with it, but. As as much as I've kind of you know stopped bitching about Mattel and and Maddie for a while, I just felt like it was worth a little final you know full stop at the <laughs> at the end of um <laughs> you know they, they they really they really really 
just at some point lost the plot with that and at the end. Yep. <laughs> All right, that's the end of the the only downer section, but worth worth noting because it's part of the year in collecting. And with that, we go to a a much more exciting thing, which is what we call the Innovation Award, and that's for thinking outside of the box. And first of all, Ben, you have a runner-up in this space. I do indeed, and uh, I think it goes to Hasbro for a number of reasons. Obviously, things like throwing in the Shadow King head in the Professor X box set, I think is just great stuff. Um, but their ability to give us more with less I was really quite impressed from Madrox with the three heads, etc. It was fantastic, but the overall um, winner in my runner-up category winner in my run. anyway um i had to give it to danny moonstar uh the walgren's exclusive mm. danny moonstar i just thought the fact that they got those extra heads in there um you know we've got poor john running all over the countryside trying to track down 27 of these things it's um <laughs> yeah uh, i thought it was great love you john <laughs> yeah i'm still working on it <laughs> yeah. no that that is a really good thing to call out because the the way that they have managed to use things like the Walgreens relationship to get some things out there um, and then to, you know, come up with a formula that they're now repeating with the Stepford Cuckoos, et cetera, obviously means that it's been successful and that is that's yeah. fantastic. So very, very well-deserved. I've got a runner-up in this as well. And um, even though I gave DC Collectibles one of my red cards, I'm giving this to them for the Artist's Alley PVC line. I don't like every wave of that. They've done some really kind of funky things that just look weird to me, but the PVC um, space is a really growing space. And I like the fact that they are incubating some different designs and ideas there because uh, when you look at the success of taking the Bombshells line and turning that into a property on its own, it is, you know, quite interesting to then um, give people a go at doing some different things and then seeing what life uh, comes of it. Um, and also, I think for some of the the uh, characters that that we love and know so well, getting just to see some different versions of them. Obviously, I really love the Chrissy Zulo line. Um, the Chrissy Minga figures as well, which were not 2019, but I also just love those designs, and I probably would... There's an Aquaman coming out, and I can't wait. I want 20 of them. Um, it's just super fun, and, and also pretty um, budget-friendly as well. So I think that that is a great innovation and great way to... Uh, give some different designers a chance to do something really cool. And that's why I gave them my innovation runner-up. And Ben, you have a winner. I do indeed. And for me, um, I actually had to give this one a bit of thought and then it sort of jumped out at me, but I gave it to NECA for uh, the accessory packs that they've been doing because they've actually been doing these for quite a few years now and I've been taking them for granted. Um, so I think I even reviewed the um, the specimen tanks some years ago from the Aliens line. Um, they did the, the skull packs, etc. And they just continue to do these and give us lots of extra stuff. Um, and I think the most recent one I saw, which I thought was fantastic, was the... Um, the one to go with the it figure that actually has the drain and gives you the um 
you know, the impression the water's flowing down into the stormwater mm. drain, et cetera. And so, yeah, the fact that they're actually, you know, giving us those those extra bits. And uh, I, I'm really hoping it's something that uh, we start to see from companies like Hasbro. Like, I'd really like to see some of the Star Wars stuff because I had um, very, very fond memories of playing with my mail-away accessory pack with the, uh, of course, with the gas masks and the, you know, the, the Yoda backpack and that sort of thing. So, mm. yeah. Thank you, NECA. Thank you, NECA. Love it. Well, I mean, one thing that I like about some of the NECA stuff too is that you know, while some of it is property specific, some of it is stuff that you could actually use a bit more generically as well, which is, which mm. is fun. Mm. And John, your winner for the Innovation Award. I'm going to go with the um, Marauder Task Force uh World War II figures. They did those as a Kickstarter, but they they realized that people were going to want different insignia and stuff, and they actually included a decal sheet um, when they sent the the Kickstarter figure, so you could change up a couple of the ranks and um, you know you they had different uh, like the German figure had different um, collar pieces you could put or decals you could put on so um you know realizing there's a you know not one military figure and, and giving people the chance to to kind of change up some of those figures i thought that was pretty cool very nice and eddie your innovation award winner uh so i'm also going to give this award to NECA, and i'm giving it to them for the mini lights that they've managed to get inside of accessories so uh, the two standouts to me is the jack-o'-lantern that came with the new Mike Myers and the deadlights that uh, go inside of a um, removable head on one of their deluxe Pennywise figures from the new movie. And the fact that they've got pretty strong lights going in uh, what is roughly the size of an action figure, six-inch action figure head uh, that has a button to turn both off and on uh, is pretty impressive to me that... Uh, uh, they've managed to shrink that small but get that much power of a light out of. So, uh, well done there for their electronics work. And my uh, winner is Tweeterhead. And the reason that I have given this to Tweeterhead is that they are a, a, a much smaller company than a lot of the ones that we have just spoken about that are doing a fantastic job of really leveraging social media to communicate with their uh, fan base to not only keep people abreast of what's coming, but also uh, workshop, in a sense, choices for uh, new characters and also designs. It's got a very Randy Bowen, Bowen design sort of feel of that real interaction with the community. And um, they're obviously producing items on a smaller scale, but doing an amazing job of doing some things that, um, you know, particularly as a, a classic DC fan are just so exciting. Um, but Chad Colbank, who um, runs that company, is, does a, a regular like, Facebook Live where they will show the production pieces and then talk about what's coming, ask questions for, you know, if we were to do this character, which version would you prefer, um, etc. And so I think they're doing a great job of 
um, using social media to really engage the base, but also make, I'm sure, their products more saleable by real so well done Twitterhead yeah, for that. Yeah. Yeah, great, great job. Um, and they they actually also just a shout out to them because um, in in recent times, obviously they're based in California, and California has, has been having its own ongoing um, fire issues and they were actually a, a little bit affected by that just in terms of evacuation and smokes and 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 they did a really good job of kind of keeping people still in touch about what was happening hmm. okay now we get to the the biggies okay so we're we're down to the the last few and the first one is best line so this can be something that new or something ongoing but what did you love collecting the most this year and Ben, your runner-up. Yeah, proving that you don't have to be a, a huge multinational. I gave the runner-up to Mythic Legions by the Four Horsemen. So oh, yeah. that's both both mm. of their Kickstarters and their uh, subsequent um, offerings. And yeah, I, I'm just loving what they're doing. And someone suggested, hey, you know, we need horses for these guys to ride around on. And so, what do you know? They, you know, gave us horses. So yeah, yeah. Um, can't fault them. Uh, I, lo- I mean, that line is one that I've had to not kind of really pursue just from you know, budget and space, but I, I love watching it vicariously, and I love what they are doing. Uh, and John, you're runner-up for a best line. I said Marvel Legends, just because um, the breadth of the line still, they they still are cranking them out there, and I, I, it's just, you know, I'm I'm tempted by so many of them, and it's it's one of those things that, like you just said, I, I'd go down a rabbit hole if I actually got all the ones I wanted, and I'm not willing to go down it. <laughs> I, I'm I commend your self control, <laughs> your your restraint. It's impressive, Eddie. Best line for you, Eddie. My runner-up, similar to John, goes to Marvel Legends for its uh, breadth and uh, huge amount of character listings that it's had. But where this would probably get my top spot uh, a lot of years, as we mentioned earlier, I don't think the builder figures have necessarily been the greatest this year. And I, I don't really blame Hasbro for this, but there's a couple of times with movie characters where it's like, okay, we've got this design, but obviously the CGI imagery has changed since then. And so it's not necessarily uh, screen accurate and we'll probably get a screen accurate one in a couple of years. And then this one just sort of becomes a bit of a weird one there on the shelf. And um, also it's it's been a little hard to track down everything and also realize if i have picked up everything as of yet it's just becoming such a goliath of a line uh that's part of the reason i love it but it can also be frustrating so uh as much as i love it it's only got my second spot this year it's interesting because yeah i actually ended up not including marvel legends in my top two and that that was based again, just again on what I guess I was. I've enjoyed the most, and Marvel Legends has been amazing this year in terms of volume. And I, I almost think the volume has actually stopped me, like really stop and enjoy some of the individual figures that are actually great. So you know, I don't, you can't have too much of a good thing. So it, it is just amazing, but I. This is just my personal. Um, I, I ended up giving my runner-up to the Twitterhead Superpowers statue line. That 
I, I am a Silver Age, Bronze Age DC guy at heart, mm-hmm. and the you know, back when I was collecting the Bone Designs Marvel stuff, where we were getting um, statues from those era, getting that scale of statues for the same kind of era of DC characters just seemed like a pipe dream because Direct doesn't seem to know what classic is. And to have these coming and coming at a pace that is a f- like, you know, I can kind of plan and budget for, but they haven't solicited a thing yet in the line that I don't want. And I have just been super impressed. So they are get my runner up. And now we are to best line and we are back over to Ben for the winner of best line. Yeah, I did go with Hasbro Marvel Legends. Um, you know, it's where my heart is despite mm. a lot of the problems that people have mentioned. Uh, I'm not a big fan of the movie figures, but um, you know, I just sit back and I see figures like Puma, Silver Samurai, Rock mm. Python, and I, I still get excited to see those kinds of figures. And I mean, this is the company that managed to give us a Peggy Carter figure of all things, um, you know, which the, the, the long standing joke has been that we'll never get an Aunt May figure because she won't sell. So I think that's uh, that's actually pretty amazing. I also did manage to get onto a good thing with uh, someone on Facebook, uh, an Australian collector who only collects movie figures. And so whenever we get those waves that are split uh, between movie and comic book figures, um, yeah, we, we basically you know effectively go halves in the wave, as it were, uh, which has actually worked out really well for me. So that kind of... Um, you know, that, that sort of black cloud that hangs over you when you go, eh, you know, I'll just get the whole wave and um, and then I'll sell off the other figures and then you never do and you end up with, you know, tubs and tubs of useless figures that you don't want. So, um, yeah, as, as that sort of worked out well for me and, and sort of livened it up a bit, I guess. So, yeah. I I love the, the community around it because there are – obviously, it's a really popular line. Um, you know, we've got some amazing Facebook community groups here in Australia that – you know, for the kind of buy sell trade um, thing, which gives me confidence when when I do have to kind of buy figures I don't want for build a figure things, etc. That you know, so that I I really love. Um, Adam, best line for you. Surprise. Well, I'm assuming <laughs> that it's going to be Disney Prince. Nailed it. No, um, it's uh, the Bandai SH Figure Arts Dragon Ball Dragon Ball Z. No Dragon way. What yeah. somebody call- calls Ripley's Museum. Yeah, I know. You, I mean, it's after the only thing all I'm the diverse anymore, things that you so. collect. Yeah. <laughs> Correct. Yeah. So, Correct. Yeah, no surprise. Uh, John, best line. My winner is uh, Lego Blind Bag. They're just continuing to hey. kill it. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. you, uh, they had. Uh, didn't we have the Lego Two, Lego Movie Two, and you know the superhero ones are coming out now and. Yeah, it's just uh, they they just continue to kill it. So many cool things. I mean, you know, every time they announce one of those, everybody's like, "Oh, I want this one. I want this one. I want this one," and, and so uh, the hunt begins. Very good, very good. And Eddie, best line for my best line of the year. I surprisingly ended up going with Power Rangers Lightning Collection. Uh, because I think almost every figure they've done in this line so far has nailed it. It's been a great breadth of character selections of uh, all the different versions of the show, and they've actually started reaching into 
the comic books for some popular characters as well. So they are going deep into Power Rangers lore. Uh, it's been a nice affordable release. We've had about three waves um, in a year and a couple of uh, exclusives that were easy to find. And the packaging is just really nice with this sort of basic art deco design and you can keep them on a bookshelf um, with just the spines out and they're all uh, of a similar design and locks in quite well. So uh, that's uh, actually taken it for me. And finally, my winner of best line was the Mezco 112 collecting uh, line. I am really loving collecting this line. Uh, none of the figures have disappointed. Um, we're getting comic versions of Marvel and DC characters, and uh, they've done a great job, I think, of starting to shorten their production schedule. Um, still, we still, uh, things can get a bit delayed, but we're not three or four years out like we were at one point, and I really enjoyed it this year and can't wait for it next. So that was line for yeah. me. Best company. So again, a new or ongoing Company and Ben, your runner-up for a best company. Easy one for me. Uh, I went with Sideshow Collectibles. They uh, they stepped up this year. I think Scotty, you and I had quite the running joke for many years about their standard museum pose with uh, with one knee up <laughs> um, for most of uh, most of their sort of art design, etc. And uh, they released some great statues this year. I think by X twenty three. Um, in the full-on action pose, and yeah, full credit for stepping up. I think they're, they're um, improved quality control as well. So I didn't have any issues with any of my statues this year. So huzzah! Love it. That is an improvement. <laughs> Although you know, it's a bit of a loss of funny stories. Um, but yeah, 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 yeah. 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 That, it know. does get old. Every there's trade-offs in everything, right? Um, John. Yeah, yeah. Run- <laughs> Runner-up well, for, for Best the Company time, for you, John. First time in a long time, I think I didn't have Bandai in either of these spots, and I went with Funko for my runner-up, just because they're continuing to kind of stay out there in the pop culture realm, but um, we've seen a lot of innovative pops, I think, this year. You know, we've, we're seeing more, like, display diorama-type pops and more giant pops and um, I, I, some other lines they're doing. I, I just, I, I think they're still at it, and deserve a little recognition yeah, yeah. Oh, i agree actually i think um despite the success of pops which they could uh you know they could live off for quite some time they're still getting out there and and you know doing other lines in um you know different um uh, you know different sort of product scales and all that sort of thing so yeah mm. uh eddie runner up for best line for you uh, for me, I ended up giving this to McFarlane Toys uh, because this was a company that I thought was on their way out a couple of years ago. And if you'd asked me, I, mm. I sort of thought they'd done their dash and uh, they've come back strong, particularly this year. Uh, they've managed to acquire a ton of licenses from Harry Potter to DC bunch of video game ones uh particularly fortnite has been mm. insane for them and uh what they've been able to do with it and credit to them i don't think they've done a thing this year except for their sports figures for american football and hockey and that that i haven't seen at australian retail toy shelves they've yeah. actually managed to get figures into zings ebay's big w's Meyer. Meyer stores yeah. and yeah, for a 
company that isn't a big company. Like it's still a privately owned company by Todd McFarlane. Uh, they've really brought a, a strong game and started to embrace articulation again, which uh, was one of my biggest gripes with them for a while. So I am, uh, I, I not say I love everything they do, but for a, a small underdog, they're, they're doing quite strong. So I, I'm looking forward to seeing what comes of them in 2020. Mm. I also gave my runner-up to Funko, as as John did, for the exact oh, same reasons. Nice. It, there was a point where I kind of thought this is gonna these are gonna turn into the next Beanie Babies. I mean, they probably still will, right? But like the, the they they certainly their their longevity in continuing to make the line popular, and I think that they that something really interesting is that pop vinyls have just become kind of so ubiquitous. You know, they're not a um, niche thing that people don't know about. They, people might know what funk, what pops are, and um, the. I, I think it's uh, th- they just continue to find things to do, not just with the pop vinyl line, but they, they also you know they they've tried different things. They continue to try different lines. They they don't kind of flip around too quickly. So if you really like something, you know, not, not everything lasts forever, but they, they are definitely, and, and things like the, um, what are they called? The, the ones that you, you red carded Ben, the, Oh, the wrestling. Well, yeah, yeah. Uh, the, like the, the heroic age. Kind yeah, of heroic yeah. age. Yeah. I mean, look, that, that, that is, it is popular and it is something different that, so, I, I, I and they're also now moving into some media production, and they've obviously had some really good business mentoring to to grow. You know, like I work in the startup world, and most most businesses fail. <laughs> you know, like they, um, it, it is actually really really hard to kind of make that transition from a small to medium sized business to the size of company that they are now, and so. There's been some smarts along the way, and they're still going and going strong. So that's why that I, I tried to think, not just okay, I'm going to repeat again. What are the toys I like the best? To think about the kind of business side of it as well, and that's why they were. And Ben, back to a winner. Well, looking at my spreadsheet for 2019. <laughs> I found that uh, a very large percentage of all my purchases fell to Hasbro. So I had to go with Hasbro, not just because of the fun that I had with Marvel Legends, but also Star Wars Black. Uh, Star Wars Black also suffers from, uh, I guess, that that sort of... uh, you know, the, the media influence, um, a lot of the waves are um, movie-influenced, uh, and so you sort of get interrupted enjoying, you know, all these really classic figures to suddenly get, you know, the latest um, on-screen character shoved in your face, but they still manage to get some fantastic characters out there like Dr. Afra, BT, Triple Zero, and then that sort of um, that real scan technology giving us characters like Veers, who just looks absolutely fantastic. And, um, yeah, I just uh, got tons and tons of Hasbro stuff this year, and I'm, I'm thrilled for it. So, yeah, Hasbro, thank you. Very good. Uh, and... Adam, I, I have to put my guessing hat on. Uh, I went with Bandai. Not only are they producing the only line that I collect, but, you know, they produce a whole lot of other things. Um, as not just action figures, but a whole lot of model kits. Um, they actually own, um, you know, 
video parts of video game companies and uh, parts of animation houses. So they're a really big deal in some respects. Um, and I just it's one of those things I don't think that we all see enough of because we focus largely on uh, Western properties. But now that they are getting into Western properties, I think they're starting to grow uh, from uh, in in that respect as well. So I think they're going to continue getting bigger and better. I think they came close to being the biggest um, in terms of profit um, in the last couple of years. Um, and I think the only thing that knocked them off was um, Lego having its resurgence. So, um, yeah, I, I don't have any problem saying they're the best one for me. Fantastic. And John? I am going with the other one that Adam just mentioned there is uh, Lego. Um, they just continue to to put out some really cool stuff, both licensed and unlicensed, um, you know, Lego movie stuff. I, I just walked down the Lego aisle and I want it all. So I had to say Lego. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I do. I, actually, just what John said, it, it's actually quite true. I was walking through past some Lego and uh, I, I spent the next 10 minutes looking at the Stranger Things set. Um, you know, it was was right there and caught my eye. It's uh, yeah, it's fantastic. It it is one of those things that I've just had to put in the don't look zone because like I want it, but you got to draw a line somewhere. <laughs> you know, like I mm. I, I managed um, to I've, I I have very good blind bag luck for the figures that I. Um, want thank God, oh, the, you know the DC ones that are coming out, obviously a must. But <laughs> very, very, very fair. Um, and Eddie, uh, for me, I don't think it's any surprise. I went with Hasbro for Marvel Legends, Star Wars Black, Overwatch Ultimates, Power Rangers Lightning Collection, Transformers Siege, and so on. They're getting, I think, like eighty percent of my toy collecting budget. <laughs> Um, throughout the year and really nailing the six-inch line. So uh, yet another year goes to them as best company. And mine as well. And again, you know, while I didn't actually put Marvel Legends into my best lines, you know, Hasbro as a company, um, ob- obviously the fact that they have got the Disney relationship and Disney um, pretty much owns everything is uh, working in their favor. But it is definitely... Um, the company that is doing so well in this space at the moment and keeping collectors in mind as well, which I think is quite admirable and amazing. So they definitely deserve my uh, best line for sure. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. now we come to uh, a, a more personal piece, things that don't necessarily fit into one of our other categories or perhaps weren't made in 2019, but still made a big deal for us in our year of collecting. And this is uh, our personal acquisitions of the year. So it could be a grail that you've been looking for, something vintage, might be something that you got for a steal, um, but something that kind of met meant a lot to you but didn't necessarily fit into any of the other spaces and ben let's hear what your runner-up was in this yeah i had a pretty good year in terms of this sort of thing um i was thrilled to uh pick up the sideshow collectibles um galactus marquette for a really really good price but um yeah i'm actually giving this one to the gerber photo journals 
um, which came out many, 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 many years ago from Ernie Gerber. And um, you know, anyone who's sort of interested in the history of comics will know these books and know that they're horrendously expensive. So, um, yeah, I was thrilled to pick up the two-volume set um, at a second-hand bookshop. Then they were a great price in great condition. So it was win-win. Thanks, Ben. Awesome. And Adam, your runner-up personal acquisition. So both of my personal acquisitions are um, on the same kind of theme, and they are both not really action figures, but my runner-up is uh, a Tamiya F104 Pro 2, which is a remote control car, Formula 1 car. Um, I liked it so much, I got two, one for myself and one for Mrs. Adam, and uh, yeah, they're just, you know, good fun kit to put together, um, get to paint up a couple of bodies, and then you get to go down and bash them in a car park together and, uh, you know, have a bit of fun with them, so good time. Wait a minute, you're painting bodies and mashing them together in a car park. Can, yeah, that, you, yeah. can you legally Look, I'm do from, that? I'm from South Australia, it's basically a requirement. Um, oh. You know, okay. if I didn't put them in a bo- in a barrel and bury them in the bank, people would just be asking too many questions. If I if I you know didn't do that, um, I'd probably have to pay a fine. Okay, it's probably probably part of my civic duty. Good to know. That's interesting. <laughs> that is very interesting. <laughs> um, and uh, John, I'm sure that yours could not be as weird as that. No, I went with the uh, Diamond Gallery Batman statue. Um, I think it's the Jim Lee one where he's standing out on the gargoyle with this kind of cape. Oh, back yeah. Down, so. oh, yeah, very fun. Yeah. Very fun. Very good. And uh, Eddie, your runner-up personal acquisition of the year. For mine, I had growing up the Galoob Biker Mice from Mars, Vinny and Throttle figures. And this year I finally pulled the trigger, spent the five bucks and got a moto to complete the three mice. <laughs> cool. <laughs> Outstanding. <laughs> uh, I I put my ten inch Ursula Funko Pop in the runner up here. You know, not gonna <laughs> win any of the the best ofs, but you know I love Ursula and it's it's really big and she glows in the dark. It's amazing. So that was my runner up in this space. And Ben, your winner personal acquisition. Yeah, something I've been stalking for a while because it's not easy to come by. But my uh, obsession with Frank Frazetta's Death Dealer. Um, particularly that original painting with um, Death Dealer sitting on the horse continues. Uh, And I actually found uh, sort of a high-quality print that had been signed by Mr. Frazetta himself. That's amazing. Yeah, pretty chuffed. That is so cool. Well done. Uh, And young Adam, your winner personally. It just gates in as an acquisition for the year. Um, I ordered it the last Friday before Christmas and it arrived the first Friday after Christmas and it is a Tamiya XV01 which is a rally car um, remote control car set um, which has been an immense pleasure to put together. Uh, fun to pay up a, a body to go with it um, and take that one out to the park and bash it around um, and it's proven to be a little bit more complex than the Formula One cars in terms of just the kit um, that goes in it, and also um, showing up some of the flaws in my ability to do things like soldering very well because um, it goes on <laughs> rougher terrain, rougher terrain than just a flat car park. So uh, yeah, it's, it's a good one. That's cool. very good. And John, your winner in this category. I went with. Um the Alex Trebek pop vinyl just because, uh, you know, he's, he's, he's kind of battled back from cancer. And, um, mm-hmm. I, I thought that was a neat little tribute that actually happened to coincide with that. So 
Um, and hopefully it'll bring me luck and someday I'll get on Jeopardy and be rich and famous and, you know, maybe. That would be awesome. Um, Eddie, your winner acquisition. Uh, my winner this year went to the Mondo animated Batman, which came out in a previous year, but only got around to picking it up uh, at the beginning of this year. And it's a great, uh, great piece of plastic. Love it. Uh, mine is the Batman animated Batcave from DC Collectibles, which didn't come out this year. Uh, I played the long game on it and finally found one um, at All-Star Comics on a sale day, which was at a price I was happy to buy, and it's super fun. I must confess I haven't done all of the decals on it yet, but I am between that and my Batmobile and my Bat Cycle um, and the amazing figures. I am going to get uh, all of that into a display. This um, cool. and it's awesome. And I finally got an Alfred. Good. All right, so we are down to our final category, and this is just broadly called item of the year. So obviously, these could be repeats from what people already mentioned, or I, I saved mine out of those other categories to just make it diverse. Um, but this is anything that you got that was a 2019 release, item of the year. And uh, Adam, you're a runner-up. I went back to action figures for this category. Uh, my runner-up was the Fat Boo um, from SH Figure Arts. As discussed previously, I enjoyed this figure immensely. Cool. And John, your runner-up for item of the year? I went with the uh, World War II Marauder Task Force Kickstarter. I know it's more of a broad line, but um, just overall in general, that whole line, they they did just such a fantastic job. There's so many accessories, so many different figures, um, and they really represent the World War II um, uniforms and, and different countries and everything. They, they just really knocked that one out of the park. Beautiful. Good. Eddie, uh, item of the year runner-up for yourself. Uh, my item of the year runner-up uh, went to the Marvel Legends 80th anniversary uh, Deadpool uh, retro card figure because the 90s Deadpool figure is one of my absolute favorites. So I've got a huge nostalgic uh, soft spot uh, for that toy and the packaging that it was on. And having this guy sort of replicate that, it's actually a Marvel Legends I've left on the package and is pinned to my wall uh, currently. So uh, just the overall both package and the figure inside, uh, I really like. Even though it's a redo of a figure that came out last year, there's a couple of slight paint app uh, variations to make it seem much more like the 90s toy. So uh, I feel like this is one that was made just for me. That is um, my runner-up is the Tweeterhead Superpowers Collection Martian Manhunter statue. It is amazing. It is, uh, if you listen to this show from the beginning, one of our original hosts, Andy, was a, or still is, a big Martian Manhunter fan. And so as soon as I got this out and took pictures of it, I had to text it to him just to, you know, say, isn't this amazing? Um, And it is not just a not just my runner up item of the year because oh my gosh it's a like classic you know Martian Manhunter statue but it is actually brilliant it's really run so it is um, yeah yeah I just am over the moon over the moon with it absolutely love it and that is my runner up and Ben you're so confident in your item of the year you didn't even have a runner up so what is it 
the, the winner, the winner, the item of the year. Yeah, this was a bit of a standout for me, and it was the Sideshow Collectibles Rogue Market, which is um, just exquisite. Uh, it was just beautifully executed. Um, Sideshow really stepping up uh, in terms of the art design. The execution is fantastic. The engineering to have her suspended in the air the way she is, um, you know, for a quarter-scale figure is amazing. I don't care that she looks like Fergie. Um, yeah. <laughs> That's so, so, cool. <laughs> so she's uh, she's cl- very close to being the um, the piece that broke me, but she was also um, yeah, she was worth it. <laughs> like financially, you mean? Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Good old sideshow. Um, well, partly exchange rate, but and then import June. Very good. Um, Adam, your your overall winner, the item of the year. I went for the SH Figure Arts Master Roshi figure. Um, again, discussed earlier, I think this is a, a really great piece. Um, and there's only so many times you get an absolute raving pervert that you can have in action figure format. Until they make one of them. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody's favourite pedo. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, not me. Roshi. Roshi. Not me. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Very good. Very good. And, John, your item of the year? Well, um, I went with something for... I, I have an ulterior motive here, and I'll explain in a minute. I went with the uh, Megumi Tadokoro Nendroid from uh, Shokugeki no Soma, or Food Wars, if you're watching <laughs> here in the States. Uh, yeah, I had reviewed her on the show, but she continues to be the only uh, action figure from that series, and it's really a shame. There should be more. Um, but they captured her and, you know, uh, food battle gear and, you know... I. Because she's the only one, I, I had to give it to her just because uh, the show's ended now. So um, I, I, I'm just I'm sad, and I, I needed to give a, a little shout out. So there we go. Very good, uh, Eddie. Your big one, your item of the year. My big one for the year. I'm keeping the trend going for the third year in a row, and it is their NECA San Diego Comic Con Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles villain set from the 1990 movie of Shredder, Splinter, and two foot soldiers. I mean, these guys are like shrunk down hot toys. Uh, the details just amazing. They're figures that I never thought I'd get, and even if we were to get them would never be of this sort of quality. So really, really amazing stuff. When they do the individual releases uh, coming out this year, if you haven't got these already and you're a Turtle fan, they're a must. Mm, Very good. Very good. All right. And finally, my item of the year is the Mezco 112 Collective Dark Side. That is is huge. It has light-up features. It is... Super impressive, and I love the fact that we are getting you know the depth of characters we're getting in the line that we're getting different sizes of of characters that they really went all out, and it just blew me away. So I, you know, I I am more of a statue guy, and I'm pretty sure that my pick of the year has always been a statue. Um, but when I, again, when I looked at like what really. really Amazed me and blew me away this year. I love that figure, and it, yeah. it is really, really brilliant. So, it is my item of the year. Now, we did a few suggestions or comments from social media, and also from um, our Facebook group. We we kind of had the idea of asking a little bit late, so I'm sure there'll be more to come. 
But any kind of notables from that that you guys want to mention? Yeah, Bob Bob Bonover on on the Facebook group. He had mentioned uh, Mega Construct Heroes for best line, and then Mega Construct uh, for best company. Although they're part of somebody else, but I, I can see that. You know, and that that kind of plays back to that Lego thing. I don't think they quite have the breadth of uh, properties, but they did have a lot of properties in those little Mega Constructs um, single pack figures this year. I really liked. Um Dorklair, who went out of their way to give us something for every category, which I thought was absolutely fantastic, um, had some really cool answers for some of the stuff. Um, I particularly like the uh, the red card, kept it really short and sweet. Um, and the winner for red card was uh, 1000 Toys Customer Service. They suck, uh, which I thought was <laughs> pretty straight. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure there's obviously yeah, a story there. Um, but the one that um, I actually thought he he mentioned that uh, in terms of the um, the personal acquisition, the winner, and he said, was the the Hot Toys Boba Fett, a birthday gift from my wife and daughter who never get me this sort of thing, which I thought was really sweet. Yeah. I One thing that I wanted to mention was obviously, as I said at the beginning, we don't clutch everything. And so, you know, you may you may or may not agree. One, one tweet that we had, uh, which was from Teke, so T-E-H-K-E-I or, or C-L, and he said, thanks, you guys are great. Please review more Hot Toys. So, uh, yeah, maybe, maybe we need a, a, a new, a new host who is a hot toys person. Um, <laughs> so, so, so one wants to volunteer. Let, well, let us you know, know, if hot toys, if hot toys went back to the lines that I was collecting, I mean, you know, when was the last time we saw a predator? So fair. Yes. Fair. Yeah. So, and you know, that we obviously haven't covered everything. Um, one thing that I, I do collect a lot of Kotobukiya stuff and I did still collect Kotobukiya stuff this year. Just none of it made it in. I'm still enjoying, uh, those pieces. So I guess last question before we, we wrap up just in terms of your 2019, uh, in review, what was it like for you as a collector? You know, what, what did any lines that you kind of stopped collecting or started or trends that you noticed ben what what about you yeah i looking at my list and no surprise i compared it to lists of previous years um i I actually bought a lot less figures and toys statues than i have in previous years but um i don't think i actually bought less stuff like i bought i bought a lot of books i bought a lot of comics i bought books about comics uh uh you know i bought um, I bought uh, games. I bought prints, and by prints I mean wall art, not diminutive musicians. Um, so, <laughs> yeah, like I, I got a, a lot of stuff. Uh, I just didn't get uh, as many, you know, toys as I used to. And I think part of it, you know, it comes back to what we we mentioned a few times during the episode, um, and that is just the acquisition. Um, it's becoming, you know, more and more frustrating getting some of this stuff and. Um, you know, Eddie and I used to have a great time sending photos and going, Hey, you know, I got my such and such. Um, and now it's become kind of, Oh, I haven't managed to track one down yet. Um, which kind of takes some of the fun out of it with a lot of these exclusive items. And I understand why they exist, but, you know, living in Australia has made it particularly hard. But I also noticed that a lot of the lines I used to collect that have stopped haven't really been filled by anything. So I used to get the Women of the DC Universe busts, the Women of the DC Universe statues that started with the uh, the Adam Hughes line. I didn't actually transition to bombshells. So that sort of didn't get taken place like, buy anything um you know i picked up some older stuff some secondhand stuff i filled in some of my palisades muppets 
um, gaps uh, and things like that. But, um, yeah, and as we've discussed statue-wise, uh, I, I let a lot of statues go um, just simply because of the, the, the cost involved, things like uh, the sideshow juggernaut. Market, you know, I would have loved to have added to the collection, but uh, I'm just not prepared to pay two thousand dollars for it. So, um, yeah, so some of it, I think, I'm also starting to play the long game. Um, happy to sort of bide my time and see if I can pick them up for a deal. So, yeah, a bit of a bit of a different year for me. I think, sort of, you know, between Marvel Legends and Star Wars Black, they were really the only two consistent lines I was getting. And Adam, what about you? And um. Kind of like Ben, um, it's definitely gotten harder to collect things. Um, I'm at the point where I am 100% out of display space. Um, I am pretty much 100% out of storage space. Um, you know, the only line I'm collecting is the Dragon Ball Z figure arts, and largely that's going into Dragon Ball Super um, for the most part, and a lot of those character designs are not hitting me. Um, I'm actually getting to the point, I think, that 2020 is going to be the year where I collect maybe one or two figures total and massively downsize my collection just to, to create space to do other things like live my life. Um, also and if you'd like to take Adam's place on the Action Figure Blues podcast, please uh, yeah. email <laughs> podcast at actionfigureblues.com. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I, I just think that it's just getting to that point where, I don't know, um, there's nothing really grabbing me that much at the moment, as far as action figures go, um, I, I just think my interests are starting to change away from action figures at the moment. Hmm. Hmm. Which, which is, you know, that that's all, I think, it, part of the nature of uh, enjoying and collecting things, isn't it? Life changes and things, um, you know, change and there are seasons. And that's, you know, like partly, you know, Adam and uh, Eli and, and Justin, who have previously, you know, been a really important part of the show and still a very important part of the family. Um you know that that sometimes just seasons of life, um, you know, yeah. change um, as well, and that is all part of part of the gig for sure. Yeah, absolutely, um, John. What about yourself? I, I'm kind of like Adam. It's just uh, I don't know. There's just not a lot out there that's grabbing me. Um, I, I don't want to get back into Star Wars, you know. So I've, I haven't got into the Star Wars Black and. Um, there hasn't been as much stuff, uh, common writer related or, or Japanese related that, uh, you know, has been out there that, that I've wanted to spend the money on, you know, I mean, I, I find myself that I, I, it's more impulse buys, you know, it's, it's the, the random pop vinyl that, that I see or, yeah. uh, you know, I'll see one go up on pre-order and be like, Oh, that's pretty cool. Or, you know, Oh, that little blind bag, Batman black and white, that, that looks neat, you know? I, I just buy the little things I like, but it's more impulse buys than it is, um, mm. you know, collecting lines anymore. Mm. Yeah, yeah. And uh, Eddie, I'm pretty sure you haven't kind of stopped buying things. No, I'm still buying way too much. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, it was a weird year. I would generally sort of use the same retailers a lot, whereas this year I really started picking around a bit and I allowed myself to a bit longer before grabbing things um, this time around rather than sort of just grabbing things where they'd first kind of come up uh, last year and the beginning of this year. And, you know, I really managed to talk myself into being like that. I will still always be able to get something, even if I have to pay a little bit extra 
later on, for the most part, uh, I will generally sort of save if I play smarter rather than quicker. And that, that sort of changed the way I've gone about things. But um, I've also found myself enjoying things that I, I wouldn't have thought I'd be so big into the Power Rangers and Overwatch at the end of last year. But um, I've really enjoyed those. So I am collecting differently to how I thought I would be at the end of the mm. year. Mm. I have definitely really almost completely stopped pre-ordering things. And I think that partly that's been, you know, this is last year was just a really, really busy life year um, and not as much time kind of, you know, organizing or doing hobby stuff, but partly because on the, uh, I, I, I'm not really getting much from overseas. Like I don't, I don't get anything from the U S where at one point, you know, years ago, almost everything that I was collecting, I was getting from overseas because either we couldn't get it here or it somehow was cheaper. Uh, certainly not the case now. We have we have much more access to things here, and certainly statue-wise, it is super cost-prohibitive to try and get stuff from the U.S. Um, yep. I've shifted to uh the I if I order something from overseas, it's you know more likely from Japan, and um but I have enjoyed, I guess, kind of discovering some things in the wild because I haven't been paying quite as much attention to, you know, what's been mm. coming mm. out. And the stuff that I am, the, the higher-end stuff I am collecting, the the bombshells. Um, oh, so, I mean, when I say pre-ordering, I'm not kind of pre-ordering stuff online. DC collectible stuff I get through my local comic shop and I will order that ahead. But then, you know, things like Tweeterhead, generally I'll wait till pop culture's got it and use my pop culture pennies to, to save a bit. So yeah, I, I, I think, I think we're pretty spoiled for choice right now, both in terms of the stuff that's out there and then also kind of where to get it from. And it is more, you know, I, I, I done a lot of purging th this year Partly because mm. if you if you listen regularly to the show, we had a little bit of a flood in our house and had to move all that <laughs> stuff out. Um, and yes. um, that you know, but that and actually, there's been lots of good things that have come out of that. Not and and one thing is, you know, having to kind of take everything apart and put it back together. You just kind of enjoy things again. And then I've also noticed as I've put my display back together, there's some things that haven't kind of made it back in, and so it's like, okay, well maybe it's time for that. Yeah, true. To, yeah. to go. Yeah, make way yep. for for something else. Or, yeah, so, but it is it. it you know, we're going to see another different year um, this year, particularly if you're a DC fan with license shifting to McFarlane and what that looks like. And Marvel Legends shows no line of sign of quitting. That is for sure. So yep. it'll be interesting to yep. see what comes. But we are very much looking forward to an, another year of podcasting and sharing what we're doing. And we would love you to join us. So. If you have any feedback for us, podcast at actionfigureblues.com is where you can email it. At AFBlues on Twitter is where you can tweet it. I want to give a big special start of the year, end of year wrap-up shout out to Luke, who does such a fantastic job of managing our Instagram um, which is, um, and so please do go and follow that and check us out there. And of course, we're on Facebook as well. And we have a fantastic 
collect your community on Facebook. Really great group of people who share customs and purchases and questions, etc. So if you enjoy that kind of conversation, please find that on Facebook. And huge shout out to all of our friends there who really do make this enjoyable. And yeah, it's goodbye 2019. Hello 2020. Please do keep... No? No, hello. <laughs> oh, hello. Okay, I was like, no, I'm I'm pretty sure it is. Like, a- <laughs> and we managed to get through the entire thing without making a 2020 pun, which the year is already full of, and said too oh. many of. Please do keep Australia in your thoughts. Uh, just looking at the news, a- another Victorian firefighter has died in the fires today, oh. and it is still it's just dire. And you know, for people that know anything about the Australian fire season, it's like this is it's too early to even happening yet, let alone as bad. Yeah. As it is yep. so we've got a long yep. a, a long kind road ahead so please please if you have any ability to do so do do some research on good charitable organizations that are doing things for the wish fires and lend a hand because it is real. Yeah. <laughs> thanks guys you're all awesome and it was super fun doing this with you great to have the whole gang together and i think we're done i think so yeah. we are pleasure as always Good journey. Night, everybody. (laughs) Good night, nerds. The Action Figure Blues podcast can be found on iTunes and Stitcher Radio and can be downloaded direct from actionfigureblues.com. Wherever you listen, please take a moment to leave a positive rating and review to help others find our show. Our theme music is by Robert Crandall. Our ad music is by Scott Holmes. The AFB logo is created by Nath Stones. We also have an active fan forum at afbforum.com where you can join with all the hosts of the podcast and many other collectors to discuss news, reviews, old lines, and trade and sell in a safe community. Please join us there. While you're at actionfigureblues.com, please check out our sponsors like Max Comics and Stuff, Loot Crate, Audible, and Gamefly. You can find us on Twitter at AFBlues, on Instagram at actionfigureblues, and on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash actionfigureblues. Thanks for listening. All right, I'll chop yeah. that out, and we'll I'll chop that out, and we'll just talk about it at the end. Okay, yeah, cool, cool. Here we go again. Note to editor: Don't use this. Okay, here we go. In <laughs> five, four, three. Scotty's dead again. All right. I mean, food. I mean, hooray.